This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. my screen is going really strange i'm hoping you can see me i can see me now that's a good start hello i hope you're well and doing good i'm gonna look forward to watching this back and seeing how i introduce this show hello and welcome to the guna talk hope you're good and doing well today and enjoying the end of your week this is our preview show in which we look ahead to the next arsenal game as per we team up with our sponsors at Fans Bet to provide you with a special offer every single week. And of course, do it to help support charities as well. Our chosen charity is Sports in Mind. But just to give you some extra info about how you can get involved, as I say, we have teamed up this season with Fans Bet, the fan led sports betting company committed to supporting charities and causes which are important to us fans. Do check them out at fansbet.com and claim your bet 10, get 10 welcome offer. Terms of restrictions apply. Full details on site 18 plus. Please do gamble responsibly and visit begambleaware.org for more info and do also check out fans bet responsible gambling tools and you'll also see us contributing to their social content and talking all things arsenal so do go give them a follow without further ado let me introduce to you my guests for today i'm joined first of all by lewis how do you mate are you well are you good I'm very good. I'm very good. Glad to be back on the pod. It's great. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you back, mate. Also joined by King. How are you doing, fella? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to this stream. Good stuff. I feel like your camera is like, is your camera on the other side? Because you're looking like, oh, no, there you go. You're looking at me now. <laughs> it's like you're preoccupied. I feel like you're a parent. That's that's clearly what's going on. <laughs> is that okay? I know what it is. Let me change screen. Because oh, you're on one screen. I know that you've recently had. I know you've recently had a child, and so I was thinking, right, I know maybe he's just watching the baby in the corner of the room. But no, it is a camera situation. All good, mate. All good. We're also yeah. joined by Jared. How you doing, fellow? Are you well? Doing well. Glad to be back. How are you guys? Very good. Very good indeed. We obviously are here to talk about tomorrow's game against Aston Villa, which has taken on new form of apprehension and worry after Arsenal's 2-2 draw against uh, Crystal Palace on Monday evening. Wasn't the best of performances. Lewis, has it added a little bit more peril to your preparation for the game tomorrow? Um, I think it always does when you're going against um, a, a decent team that look to pluck uh, a Millsmith throw from our clutches. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be giving them an excuse to um, think that he might have made the wrong decision. But I'm 
cautiously optimistic, as I think I always seem to be, which I don't know, I must need my head getting checked. Uh, yeah, I think it's cautiously optimistic is is certainly what we we're looking for at the moment with this uh, with this club. Cautious optimism, as always. Jared, how do you feel about the Aston Villa game? Is it something that you are looking at as a, as an opportunity to turn things around, or just one that you need to just grind through to get the result? You know, I really don't know. I said earlier this week, I'm not sure if Friday is going to come way too soon or if Friday can't come soon enough. I don't know if we need a quick game to, to kind of bounce back and get back on track or if it's one where we could use a little bit of a layoff after a mediocre performance. But, you know, before the game kicks off, I'm always excited for it. You know, that may change in the first 20 minutes, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right now, I'm looking mm. forward to it. Absolutely. King, Aston Villa are a side that have got a lot of narrative behind them. And in fact, I think they've got so much narrative behind them. We've been invaded by Villa fans who have dropped already 28 dislikes on the show. What's this about? What's going on? I, they must have watched Miami Buendia show when we, when we did that over the summer. If you're watching, we need yeah. to balance this, this out. We can't be having these Villa fans turning this into nah. a dislike fest. Drop a, a push on that like button if you couldn't already. But King, as I said, there's lots of narrative. The Villa fans are already here trying to get us down. You've you got know Emmy Martinez, what? you've got Emmy Buendia, you've got yeah. obviously Dean Smith and them getting a double over us a couple of seasons ago. How are you feeling about Villa and all the narrative that goes with it? It, it almost feels like it's some kind of a rival, like a, a derby kind of feeling like. <laughs> uh, you know, I think since Mikel joined, we haven't won against Villa. I think three straight losses, if I'm not wrong. Do you think the yeah, I think you might be his right. first season? <laughs> I think we lost, we we lose that game at Villa Park. I think Grealish scored, and that kind of helped them to stay up in the Premier League. And last season we lost both games, obviously. And this season there's no Grealish, so so that's positive for us. But obviously it's going to be a tough game. They're going to be up for it. They lost their last game, so they're going to want revenge. We all know the Emmy Martinez saga, <laughs> but I'm all for it, man. We need to win against Villa, for sure. Absolutely. It is important because if we think about dropping four points on our last possible six against Palace and Brighton, it's quickly how things change in the world of football. We had the opportunity to go two points, Lewis, behind Manchester United had we have beaten Crystal Palace on Monday evening. They themselves have got a really difficult run this month. If we, wa if we are to win, it would push us up quite far uh, across into that top half of the table considering how close all the, all the teams really are at this point of the season. It's still so tight in the top kind of 10 to, to, I mean, up down until like 14th and 15th place, it's exceptionally tight at the moment. How is it that Arteta needs to tackle this game though? Because we look at a side like Aston Villa, we look at how we played on Monday. It wasn't good enough. Villa are a better side than Crystal Palace. So how does Arteta need to tackle this one? I think we need to go back to basics and try and implement a double, uh, a double pivot. I think um, uh, the experiment of playing... Uh, ESR and Erdegaard as uh, sort of part of a midfield three when that's clearly not either of their best position mm. um, just hasn't worked. And I think Gareth Southgate tried that in the uh, recent England match. I can't remember who I'm against, but um, Andorra, it's just Hungary. not. It just doesn't appear to work, or the or the balance isn't quite right mm. in that formation when you're playing. I think I think Clive from uh, Arsenal Vision said on today's one, Partey. Emil and Erdegaard aren't three eights or a six and two eights. They're an eight and two tens. And yeah. it just leaves us open. So 
let's get back to something closer to a basic baseline because Villa can be dangerous. And if we show them respect, but also play our game, we'll win. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really key as to how we fit certain players in different positions and playing them to the best of their abilities. And I think with the variety that you were listening, will see in our predict not predicted lineups, but our desired lineups uh, that we're going to go through in a little bit, you'll see how much kind of change there is. I mean, there was, a, I think, a couple of weeks back, we all predicted the exact same 11, and it was the 11 that, that started the, the match. I, th- I've not, I think it might have been the... I'm not sure it was the Brighton game. I think it might have been the one before that. Maybe even it was the Spurs game. But I think we got it all spot on. And now you're going to see the, the difference in our desired teams going up against Aston Villa on Friday. Jared, let me focus on the Emmy Martinez thing with you. If I'd have said this time last year when Bert Leno was still our starting keeper and Emmy Martinez was having the season of his life. In fact, in my opinion, he probably finished the season as the league's strongest goalkeeper last year. The likes of Aston Eden too, of course. Now we've got Aaron Ramsdale, and I've been speaking to a few Arsenal fans about this and said, if you were given the opportunity to swap Aaron Ramsdale for Emi Martinez, would you take that swap? And the answers have definitely led to kind of a conclusion about how happy we are with Ramsdale. Yeah, it's funny how quickly things can change in football. (laughs) Last year, I think (laughs) anybody in, in one moment would have snatched Emi back. Um, now I'm I'm happy where we're at. I like Ramsdale. I like what he's doing. I think he brings, you know, a, a lot of good things come with him. He's young. He's the best English keeper that's, you know, 23 and under. He's already part of the international setup, you know, multiple player of the seasons. And he's coming and hit the ground running. I mean, there's really not much more, I think, in terms of expectations for this season. I think he's met or exceed, you know, mm-hmm. exceeded everything that we would have wanted. And there's really not a case of there being a goalkeeper competition at Arsenal right now it's his spot and it's clearly his spot so I think you know given the situation and how much people were kind of opposed to him coming in originally I I don't think as Arsenal fans we could really be any happier with the way it's gone thus far no, I think that we can be absolutely ecstatic with how Ramsdale has proven so many people wrong and the, the resistance that he got when when he joined the club. The amount of people commenting on his Instagram feed saying, do not join Arsenal, how silly they all look. Now, King, the other narrative of the game is, is Emi Buendia uh, in the opposition 11, heavily linked to Arsenal, of course, in the summer. and Hasn't really been able to hit the ground running this season in the Premier League. And, and maybe we dodged a bit of a bullet with that, although the guy that we did sign, Martin Odegaard, is having a mixed season himself. How do you make of how Emi Buendia's get on? And do you think that Arsenal are a little bit, you know, annoyed that they didn't get that one over the line? I think maybe they were at first, but not now. Um, my concerns with Emi Buendia has always been like, when he plays in the championship, he looks like top five or top three players in that league. But when he plays in the Premier League, he looks kind of average. He will have some games where he will stand out but also a lot of games where he won't. And a lot of his creative stats came from, you know, corners, free kicks. It wasn't a lot of open play uh, assist from him. And Mm. I think we've seen this year that he kind of struggles with the tempo in the Premier League. So I think I'm happy that we didn't go for him. 
Let's move then on to going through our predict or desired lineups, as we like to call them. But we do uh, kick off by again reminding you to go and check out our partners at Fans Bet and helping us to support our chosen charity of Sport in Mind. And, and they've set up a totally free to play game for the weekend's Premier League action. Simply enter by predicting the outcomes and being with a chance to win up to 10k in free bets. In terms of restrictions, as I say, do apply. And full details are on site 18 plus. And please do gamble responsibly and visit BeGambleAware.com for more info let's crack on with those desired lineups though so king we start with your team talk us through it mate um if you remember under Unai emery uh, that when we had that fantastic run um, in the europa league uh, we were playing a lot uh, 352 and that's when we saw the best from both Aubameyang and Lacazette. I think we lack goals, and them two are our best goal scorers. So why not play them as a pair? We saw the connection again uh, against Crystal Palace. So I would like to see either a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2, mm-hmm. but I would definitely want to see a two of a pairing of Aubameyang and Lacazette. I think uh, Martinelli deserves a chance. I think if we were to bench Lokonga, it's like every time he has a weak game, we bench him. I'm not sure that that's the right approach, especially at his age. So why not like give him a couple of games, see if he can get into the tempo, and if he doesn't, then try something else. Fair enough. Let's go on to... Let's find the tab. Here we are. Our next lineup, which is Lewis. Talk us through it, mate. So, um, slightly different to King there. Um, I think we can all agree on the back five, which is pretty nice, actually, to be fair, which is, you know, different. But I've gone with Ainsley in there, and it's not a direct criticism of um, uh, Lakonga, but I think Lakonga is a Partey um, 2.0 or Partey Apprenticeship, something like that. Where with Ainsley, his versatility, especially his defensive discipline and playing out of position, I think could be really useful. And he is young. You know, he's still only 24. There's enough time for him to mistake a claim for this team long term. And I'm thinking, say if it was if he was playing to the left of that pivot per se, if it's Tierney bombs on, Ainsley's experience covering left back can mark that space and give that protection. I just think the minutes on the pitch for Lakonga, they're not quite right yet. And if we don't get points against Villa, um, I think it could get really toxic at the Emirates and it's not been yet. Um, mm. I've gone with ESR right wing because he can play anywhere, in my opinion, behind the front line. Um, not false number nine. Uh, but um, <laughs> kind of similar, yeah. though, to King. I think that this formation, if if we need to sort of subtly change shape, you can push Aubameyang to be sort of off Lacazette just to the left, like he kind of finished the game. And you can switch Erdogan over to the right and have ESR on the left, and Erdogan can like almost like that four-two-two-two formation that I think City played under. Um, uh, what was his name? Not Mancini, Mancini, the other one, Pellegrini. Um, Pellegrini mm. That formation, and because there's a lot of creativity with the two tens, but just to get that discipline at the base of our midfield, and yeah, our two best goal scorers get them on the pitch. And finally, Jared, talk us through this selection. All right, so this was probably of all the preview shows I've done with you, the one that I took the longest to figure out my lineup on. <laughs> uh, as soon as Monday's game ended, I put up, you know, knee-jerk reaction, and I had a back three. 
and I've kind of backed off of that a little bit. One, mostly <laughs> because I don't think we're likely to see it tomorrow. Um, and a team that's been, you know, relatively lackluster, um, the back five has been the one part that's been consistent and playing at a good level. So like the other guys, I left those the same. Um, I like the midfield pivot of pivot of party and Maitland Niles. I know a couple of weeks ago I was on with you. I said, I don't really love the Lokanga party combination and, and I still don't, you know, they may grow together and get better, but right now I don't love it. I'd give Maitland Niles a chance. The, the few times he's been on the pitch this year, which is very little, uh, I thought he's looked pretty decent. And then in front of that, like the other two, you know, we, we lack goals, so you put your best goal scorers out there. I think if we learned anything from the the latter part of the Crystal Palace game, it's that, you know, Lacazette and Aubameyang together have good interplay and can create some opportunities. So I think the, the chance to have those two up front with two other creative players is something that maybe would give us some more looks at goal that, that we've really been lacking. So like those guys, I thought this would be the week that I would go both Lacazette and Aubameyang. Uh, in the starting 11 and then that also almost guarantees that we're going to get to see at least some of martinelli at some point if both of those two start the game i have gone wild uh, <laughs> with my selection i unlike jared did commit to the three at the back selection i actually wrote a piece about this earlier on today and and said this was my my kind of desired lineup and i'm about to see the chatbots explode uh with <laughs> with responses to this i'm sure but there is reasoning in my madness. I have said a number of times that I like the idea of having a back four that remains consistent, and I do like that. I like the fact that we're not chopping and changing a back four week in, week out, and it's nice to finally have that kind of organised and established defence with the goalkeeper. However, our issues in the forward line are so drastic right now that I am willing to sacrifice um that side of things to to move forwards with this now there is a caveat Saka is included in this lineup I would swap him out for Ainsley Maitland-Niles on that right hand side if Saka is of course not fit so just bear that in mind when you're looking at the lineup but to go through it I went with a back three I mean Tommy Asu could argue be playing that right wing back right if we wanted him to but either Tommy Asu or White at right centre back Gabriel in the middle of a back three with Tierney at left centre back Partey and Lekonga um playing in that midfield I understand all of your guys' reasoning for playing someone like Maitland-Niles or for taking Lukonga out of the firing line. I, I think that you've made some really good points about that. The thing is for me is that I think that with the amount of time that that Xhaka is going to be out. Lukonga is going to be our, our best bet in the long term and we need to invest in this guy and allowing him to kind of respond to that error that he made against Crystal Palace, I'm hoping will be a bit of a, a real push and a real kind of injection of faith that he might need in his own performances. The issues with playing Elneny, and I know a lot of people have suggested to play Elneny online, I've said on social media, I just think that there's no point us investing more time in someone that's probably going to leave in January on the way to his Galatasaray. Maitland-Niles, as I say, it depends if Saka's not fit, uh, then Maitland-Niles will go to that right wing-back slot. But I didn't put him in because, again, I just want to see that faith repaid in Lukonga. I want to see Tavares given more opportunities. I want to see this guy play. I think that he's not let us down in any performances that he's played in so far. Yes, they've been few and far between, but even off the bench in the league games, he's looked sprightly. And I think that if you are going to play Tierney in a back three, he shows for Scotland how effective he can be as a left centre-back and he combines really well with Andrew Robertson. And I feel like he can have that same impact with Nuno Tavares on that left-hand side as well. I, like the boys, have, have gone and put Aubameyang and Lacazette in the same team. I think this is one of the ways in which we are going to have to find 
our way of scoring more goals. And it's by playing these two together. I have lost faith in Pepe and people watch the show know I've lost my faith in Pepe and what he can provide the team. And I feel that we do need to move on from him. Smith Rowe, I'd like to see him play more centrally. I think he is more effective, more centrally from a goal scoring standpoint. Left side of the field, I think he can be more effective from a creative standpoint. But if you've got Saka Tavares, you'll make Lenars on the right. I think that we've got enough creativity with Smith Rowe in the middle to add to that firepower of, of uh, Lacazette and Abamyang up top. So that is all of our lineups. We're going to be going through some of your comments in a second and, of course, your predictions as well. So let's get those scoreline predictions into the chat box. But before we do, let me tell you about our exclusive TGT offer from Fansbet this weekend. And our partners over at Fansbet have set us up with an exclusive fan boost for this weekend's games just for you. If you do click through our welcome offer, the link for that is in the description. If Arsenal are leading after 30 minutes against Aston Villa, that price has gone from 3.25 up to 3.75. So if you want to have a bet this weekend, get involved with Fansbet and help us support our chosen charity of sport in mind as well. So before we go into predictions, uh, there is a couple of questions coming through in the chat box. So I'm going to get you guys to answer one each and then we'll get those predictions through. We're going to go in reverse order. So King, we'll start with you. Vinny says, do you think we need to bring in a striker like a Danny Rojas in January to add some positivity and energy to our time? Uh, Jared, you're smiling. Can you can you give me any insight as to this Danny Rojas? He's incredible. He had one bad penalty kick issue early in his career. Since then, he's been on fire. I'd love to see it. Is this a Ted Lasso it is. thing? Absolutely <laughs> a Ted Lasso. I still need to catch up on this. But oh, I will link into You it. have to watch it. I, I, I do need to catch up on it. It's just been so big. It's been on my list of things to do. But King, do you think a striker is uh, a genuine kind of thing that we need to look at in this January window? I actually think we need to look at a central midfielder someone who can come in and partner Partey and challenge Granit Xhaka. I think we've seen now how vulnerable we are. If we have one injury with Partey or Xhaka, we lose so much quality. We lose the structure. We lose creativity. We lose so much. So I would definitely look at a central midfielder and a striker. I would wait until the summer. But it's a uh, good shout yeah, no, it is a good shout. I think that the central midfield is definitely the area that I would look to target as a priority king. I agree with you. Striker comes second. We've got numbers there. We don't have quality numbers at central midfield right now. Lewis, uh, Z Blogger says, why do we not go with Partey, Maitland-Niles and Emil Smith-Rowe for a three in the middle? I think that's a little bit better than the Erdegaard uh, option. Um, if you put swap Erdegaard out and put Ainsley in, he is a bit more disciplined, so it would be better. But like I said, I don't think any of them, their natural game is playing in a three. So I would like to see ESR having more freedom. Either you play him on the wing or you play him in the 10, um, I think gives us better um, options. I want to be cheeky and I want to ask you a question, though, Tom, if that's <laughs> sure, if, if I can. Just on your starting lineup, said about putting mm. faith in Laconga. Mm. I see you dropped Erdegaard for Emil Smith-Rowe yeah. and he was really bad. Don't get me wrong, but I would love to know what your opinions are of, because he, I think he's the one person that can thread the ball with an eye of a needle. And if we've got strikers up front, that's why I had him in my team. So yeah. I'm curious why you wanted to put ESR in that 10 spot instead. 
Yeah, and Daniel Robert also dropped that in the in the chat box as well, saying why drop Erdogan. My reasoning behind dropping Erdogan is it's not down to a dislike for him or just thinking he's not good enough anymore. I like Erdogan a lot. I think he brings a lot. I just think last two games he has just been completely invisible. He's he's dropped off form, and Smithrow hasn't. And Smithrow was our brightest spark in the game against Brighton for me. He had a few moments in the game against Crystal Palace where he wasn't great, but he had a few more moments I felt than Erdogan. I just feel like if I'm going to play either one, I'd play with my form guy and I'd go with Smith Rowe. And I'm maybe just taking Erdogan out of the kind of the spotlight a bit for for a game or two may allow him to to recoup, recover, and and, and come back stronger. So that that's why I went. It wasn't a big kind of hit to Erdogan. It was more about kind of just dropping him out for the the form situation. Um, food for the soul says Tini didn't train he looks to be one of those uh, one of the three that Arteta said finish with a bit of a knock how would you change your lineup if that's the case Jared so that would be a big loss I mean he's probably mm. one of the most nailed on guys we have in the team um, I, I think what would likely happen is we would still go with the back four with Nuno just plugged directly in for him I, I would certainly consider the option of going to a back three letting Nuno play wing back and then going mm. Gabrielle holding and white is in, in the back. I think that's the other option, but if, if he is out, I think the most likely is we're going to stick with the back four and just plug him directly in for Tierney. Absolutely. I think that we would just go in basically with Nuno Tavares and say, you're now the, the, the you've got the first choice opportunity to get into that slot Tierney's He's not had the best of seasons. I think we can all agree. He's not been able to get in the, into the play anywhere near as much as we'd like him to. And so I think that, Tavares has shown in the in the few opportunities he's been given that he does deserve that that chance to slot in and, and play there. I do worry about him defensively, but offensively, I think he's a bit of a chaos factor that we might have been missing. Um, Tom, go on, King. Am I wrong to say that Aston Villa has switched to a back five and play with Watkins and Ings at top? I think they've done that. Give you an immediate answer, and I'm going to quickly vamp while I search yeah. up their last formation. Uh, <laughs> against Wolves, they played with a back three of Concert to Anzabi and Mings, Target and Cash in the wing back positions, and Watkins and Ings with Buendia in behind. So, again, another side that play with a back three, and we've struggled against them this season. Against Spurs, where they lost 2 1. They also play with the back three. So it does seem, yes, King, that they are switching. Do you think that's going to have a big impact on how Arteta chooses to play? Or again, I hope do you think so. we're going to fall foul to it? I, I hope so. I hope that if that's the case, forget about my back four, go for a back three, match yeah. them on the wings, and play with Obalak at top. Well, you see, people are coming around to my formation already. It's beautiful to see. Um, let's get your predictions in the chat box coming through. I'm going to ask the guys for theirs. So make sure that if you haven't already, please do put them into the chat box and we'll be reading through plenty of those. Lewis, we'll start with you. What's your prediction and first scorer? 2-1. Lack two of Arsenal. Fair. <laughs> yeah, 2-2 two, two Arsenal. Come on. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. And last to get Arsenal, the first one. Nice one. Jared. That's kind of boring. I thought the exact same. 2-1 Arsenal with Lacazette with the opener. King, are you making a hat-trick or are you going for something different? I'll go for something different. I think if we play with the back three, 2-0 to the Arsenal, if we play with the back four, I worry. Mm. 
Are you gonna gonna commit to a scoreline if we play a back four? <laughs> Two one Villa. Oh, he's gone for it. He's gone. Smelly mm. one. <laughs> but to be fair, I can't complain at all because it makes complete sense tactically. Mm. We have struggled. Let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys have said. Manu says one nil Abamyang with an eighty second minute penalty. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, very specific. Ashwin Watkins says one one. Josh Hunter says one one as well. Omar says two one win. If we don't win tomorrow, that's me done with predicting wins for the season. Vinny says 3-1 Arsenal with Buendia having a stinker and Erdogan running right, proving he is the man. Manu says 4-0 if we get more than 35 likes. Yes, if you have tuned in late, we were bombarded by rival Aston Villa fans that thought it'd be funny to hit a load of dislikes on the show. So if you could fight the great fight and put a like on the video, we would really uh, appreciate it. Daniel Roberts says 3-0 Ramsdale hat-trick. I think you're you're reaching a little bit there, but I'd love to see the odds. Uh, Osaka says 2-1 Villa. Jeffrey says 2-2. Bo says I'm thinking 0-0. Jake says 1-1. Zemir says 2-1 Arsenal Ramsdale at the death. There's something about Ramsdale scoring. It's going to become the new TGT prediction, I think. Zblogger says 1-1, guys. Villa will come out of the blocks full of confidence on Friday night, uh, and Josh agrees with you, King, on how we might perform against the Villa playing a back three if we do indeed go for that back four. Omar, I will not forget my prediction. Thank you very so much for uh, prompting me. I'm going to go for... I'm going to the game, so if I weren't going, I may not be this optimistic, but I'm going to go with 2-1 like the boys did, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Smith Rowe for the irony uh, to pop up with a goal would be fantastic. And just to go over and shush the Aston Villa fans would be absolutely brilliant. Imagine, imagine that. I mean, we didn't get to see anyone celebrate with a tear celebration against Mopé. So it would be nice to see someone throw a little bit of a narrative in their celebration against Villa tomorrow evening. As I say, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. It has been decided that we're going to be at the Tollington with a fair few other people ahead of the match. So if you are about and you want to come for a pint and a drink and a chat, then please do pop along. I know a few of the members are going to be at the game as well, going to be coming along to the pub too. So I'm looking forward to saying a fair few hellos uh, tomorrow evening as well. I'd like to take a second to thank my amazing panel chat box. If you could show them some love as well, I would appreciate it. King, how is the parenting going? Is it good? Is it well? Are you enjoying being, uh, is it a second time parent now? Yeah, second time. So How's it, going? How's it going? two daughters. One is two and a half and one See, is lucky. one that's, month. That's the good way around. I say this yeah. every time. That's the one you want. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's a wonderful experience. Honestly, it is. I love parenthood. It brings a lot of joy to your life. But I am tired. <laughs> Not a lot of sleep. Absolutely, mate. But thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Jared, always a pleasure. Of course, recently engaged to any plans? Have we set a date yet? Are we there? We've set a date and it's it's Ooh. coming up. Faster and faster by the day. It's going to be a uh, month. I want to ask you for the specific day. But oh, anyway. it's May, first Saturday of May next year. So nice. it's uh, right around the corner. Clock's ticking. So I was going to say, you got engaged after me and you're I getting did. married before me. Yeah. You've really sped through this. This is it's incredibly We're, fast. Yeah, the walls are closing in fast. So if I want to have any enjoyment, I better <laughs> get it done in the next her, seven huh? months. Don't tell her that you feel like the walls are closing in, mate. That's the worst thing that you could say. Dear it me. could be worse. He could have, he could have like, you know, said it in private. At least he didn't say it on a podcast that's going to be forever on the internet exactly no jared that lewis is spot well, on there at least you said it in a private forum 
woman she'll never know um especially well, there's no microphone it, close to your mouth either <laughs> one thing i know about the future misses is that she is not watching football podcasts <laughs> although i mean i only clocked on to your pinned tweet the other day of the arsenal flag outside your house i mean is it still is it still swaying out there are you putting up every match day or how is it working i usually put it up on match days it's a in all honesty, I got it on Amazon. It's pretty cheap, and I'm afraid to leave it out in the weather. So it goes up for match days and comes right back down after the game. It just dissolves. It's yeah, just like pretty much. Some of the Arsenal shirts you get these days, especially the old Puma ones. So uh, fingers crossed it does survive through the cold winter months we've got coming up. Uh, Lewis, I mean, I'm not aware of any massive life things that have gone on with yourself. I mean, of course, you're wearing a very, uh, I was going to say ill-fitting, but you did get it when you were 11, your Arsenal shirt. So maybe you can tell us about that. <laughs> You can say it's ill-fitted. It's perfect. It's authentic. Is what it is from the time era. It's authentic. <laughs> no, it's no just great being on. Great being on. <laughs> Lovely stuff. You can find all of the people that have been on today's show on social media, other than King, who you can find, of course, in our Discord server. But I am going to give King a second to plug the podcast that he's very much involved in. So, King, go ahead and give it a shout out. I mean. Um... First of all, join the Discord. It's amazing. We have lovely debates. It's so fun. And also, I do do like a charity channel uh, that's called Sfeetly TV. It all goes to charity. So you can find me there as well. Arid, you've got your own podcast that you're helping out with as well. Give that a shout out, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the Gooners pod with Mike and the boys, who I assume you're going to see later uh, for the game. So if so, yeah. wear a helmet. I'm sure it's going to be a long <laughs> But yes. yeah, you can find me on there pretty regularly. And then on Twitter, right down there, at JC underscore AFC. Absolutely. And Lewis, you've taken the plunge and you decided to join Twitter as well. So tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at the Ilford Pele, just trying this whole Twitter thing. Yeah, you've, you've made a big mistake. <laughs> you've made a big, big mistake is what you've done there. Um, we've got some breaking news. I know that if you're watching this on Catch Up that you will be like, well, I've known this for a while, but Paolo Fonseca is set to be the new Newcastle manager. Um, so that is an intriguing pick, I'm sure, that will not be overanalyzed and not have to write a million articles about tomorrow. I'm sure that won't happen. Um, but you'll see plenty of content going out i'm sure around that one not good enough for spurs remember or rather what was it the other way around i think spurs weren't good enough for him but now newcastle are so that's very very interesting of a, a little bit of a narrative there so that'll be intriguing as we go through the season and we'll see how he gets on on time sides but thank you so much for tuning in. as we said please do help the ratio of likes to dislikes after that villa fan uh, invasion that we had earlier on today um, but if you have enjoyed the show please of course subscribe if you are new to the channel we do these every single game show a game show game week could be the better term so make sure you do tune in for those with our fantastic members that you can join our discord server link to joining our membership scheme is in the description as well i'll be back tomorrow morning for the 8 a.m show and then joining a lot of our members and of course some regular podcasters too at the tollington before the game tomorrow evening so i look forward to seeing plenty of you there See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic evening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.